is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode 34. This is the show where I get to interview the most successful pizza entrepreneurs and marketing experts in the business today. Listen as I ask them the questions to help you grow your business. Hello, welcome back to this episode of the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. This is episode number 34. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, our guest today is a great guy. His name is Brad Corbin. He owns Sloopy's Pizza in Ohio. And, you know, he, we talked about how he got started in the pizza business. You know, his original plan wasn't to be in the pizza industry. He started for this place, Sloopy's, about 12 years ago, and he worked there for six years. And then an opportunity came up to, for him to buy into the place. So that's what he did. And after buying in, uh, he grew some uh, good employees found someone that he wanted to work with. Uh, he was actually looking for a pizza oven, and he explains that inside this podcast at a place that was for rent down the street. Went to go check, take a look at that. The owner's like, hey, how about instead of just buying the pizza oven, you rent the whole place? So he had someone that was interested in partnering with him, and he opened his second location, and now he has two locations. And we talk about you know how he's running two locations, uh, how he finds employees. There's actually a cool site that he mentions inside this episode of where he finds employees uh, foreign workers, um, and he says that this, it's a good place. You know, they, they have a hard time communicating a little bit, but they're really hard workers, and he suggests this place. So we mentioned that inside this episode. And we also talk about some marketing methods that he uses, his POS system, you know, where he thinks the business is going, and what it's like for someone to open a second location and manage that on a daily basis. So let's get into this episode of the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast with Brad Corbin of Sloopy's. Hey, Brad. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time out to join us. Tell us a little bit about your business and yourself. Oh, thanks for having me, Bruce. Uh, my name is Brad Corbin. I own and operate Sloopy Sports Cafe. We have uh, two locations. Our main store is in Lakeside, Ohio. And then we just opened a sister store up in Port Clinton. is about 15 miles down the road. And that one's been open for about nine months now. Where is that second location? Uh, Port Clinton. And you said that's 15 miles away. How is that? How did you find that location when you decided to open a second store? It uh, just kind of fell into our lap. Um, I I was looking to upgrade my oven at the at the main store here, and I was driving through town. Um, I noticed a for rent sign on the building that a previous pizza shop had been in. So I took I took down the number. I waited a couple of days. I called the guy that is the landlord there. And I said, hey, I'm interested in uh, looking at the oven because I need to upgrade mine. And he said, well, instead of upgrading, you open a second store. Huh. Um, we do some, we do a community event every year that raises scholarships for the local schools. And uh, he had had our pizza there, but they live a little bit down the road. So it was kind of out of their driving distance for them to come and, and come to the main store right. here. Right. So, you know, after some thought and consideration, I you know, we took a risk and it's been great ever since. How did you get started in the pizza industry? Was it something that you've always wanted to do or how did you get started to be going from, you know, becoming an owner actually? I started in 2003. Uh, I just graduated high school. I was getting into college and I needed a part-time job while I was going to school, help pay some bills and stuff. And uh, I started as delivery driver and dishwasher and I just worked as a kitchen manager I was a kitchen manager for four or five years, and when I graduated school, um, 
I always wanted, I've always worked in the food service since I was about 12 years old. And I asked the owner at the time, I said, you know, if you ever decide to sell the place, I hope that I'd be the first person to ask. And we worked a whole summer together and he, he started training me on different things. And then in the off season, he, uh, he asked me if I was interested in still purchasing the restaurant. And at the time I, I was interested, but I wanted to do something. I was trying to get away from the store and I was looking into other options of purchasing other buildings or, you know, looking for a different location. And I just, I decided to stick with what I loved here. And I mean, pizza is almost everybody's favorite food and I had the opportunity to, to work with it every day. So ever since then, it's been great. Now, how long did you operate that location before you opened a second one? And was the second location always on your mind or was it something that just came up and you decided to jump on it or did you always have that plan? Uh, in the back of my head, I always wanted to have other, <clears throat> other locations. Um, it wasn't something I initially wanted to do. I was comfortable with what I had and I went through a, a time where, you know, I just, I'd been doing a lot of research and reading and it just, it pushed me into a direction where, you know, I, I told myself, I never, I'm never going to know if I sink or swim if I'm not in the water. And from that time on, like I just had that mentality that I wanted to have another location and possibly multiple locations after that. And from there, I, ever since that turning point in that day, I, you know, it, it was always my focus to have another store and make sure I have the correct system in place for, to have that open. And when you say correct system in place, what kind of system do you have in place to make sure? Do you have, did you take people from the first location to open the second one or did you get a whole new staff? Uh, we kind of took the divide and conquer approach and I took two of my strongest guys and moved them up there to the other location. I'm actually partners with one of the guys in that location and, uh, and it, it's just been, it's been awesome. I can't, I can't say anything else about it. It's just, it's always, I've heard people that, that are afraid to do divide and conquer approach. Uh, it does take some extra training for some new people to step up, but it gives opportunities as well for guys that have been, you know, working here for a little bit longer. And then, you know, they just saw that I moved two guys up and they give them an opportunity. And then now these other guys have the opportunity to step up and be managers or, you know, just to have another, another role here at the, at the store. When you, uh, the, the, your partner in the second location, you said, uh, was that someone that worked for you in the first location? And was that always the plan or was that something that he just kind of stepped up to the plate and said, you know what, I'm going to work my butt off at this location. And if, an opportunity ever comes about with you. That's what I want to do. I was a little bit of both. He, he was here as my kitchen manager. Um, and then when we sat and talked about it, he has uh, epilepsy and he's not allowed to drive. So I was giving him rides and we actually passed the location the day that i got the for rent sign on there. And I sat down and talked with him and I just knew that the partnership was right with him. He's, he was a hard, he's very hard worker. You know, he's dedicated and puts his time and effort in and we're always bouncing ideas off each other for different menu items or business practices and things like that. He comes from a well-educated and hardworking family and his parents give him good guidance and other family members as well. So how's that working out between the two of you since you, this is the kind of the first time you guys have worked together in a partnership whereas before you were his supervisor or you know employer? Oh, it's been great. I mean, I as the owner, I, I work here every day as well. I'm an owner operator and uh, I don't really try to put myself above anybody else. I like to treat everybody equal and, you know, I don't want to 
just because I signed the paychecks doesn't mean that I'm better than anybody else. And, uh, you know, like I said, I like to keep everybody on the same level and, you know, treat everybody as fair as possible. Um, what's up, you know, owning a business is tough. You know, there's always challenges that come up, uh, decisions that you have to make. What is, you know, one really tough decision that you've had to make, whether it be since you've opened the second location or even before, or even just when you were getting started to buy your business that you, you currently have, what, what, what would be a, you know, a really big decision that you had to make and how did you deal with that? Uh, you know, it's just the biggest decision is how to spend your money and how, you know, where to upgrade and what's going to benefit you the most. It takes a lot of research, uh, you know, bouncing ideas off other business owners. I've been fortunate enough to become friends with a lot of other pizza operators that I've networked with at different pizza competitions and things. And, you know, we see each other at competitions and, you know, we exchange phone numbers and now we go out to lunch or we hang out and, you know, have a couple beers with people and things like that. It's more, it's beyond just pizza. It's, you know, you develop a lot of relationships with people and they help you make these decisions. And I have a couple guys that are experienced uh, that, that have helped me tremendously and, you know, ideas that or practices that they do and when to do this and when not to do this. It, that's, that's helped out more than I can even explain. Yeah. It's always good to have people that you can kind of, you know, shoot an email to or a text or a phone call and, you know, ask for some advice. Cause you know, there's always someone out there that has done what you're trying to do. And, uh, you know, there's always that saying that says, don't, like you gotta, you gotta just find someone who does what you're doing, and then just not copy what they did, but follow what they did. Right. Because someone's already created the path. Don't try to create a new path for yourself. It's way harder that way. Yeah, we don't try to reinvent the wheel. You know, it's already been there. It's rolling great, and you know, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to just run my business and try and put Sloopies on the map. Right. Well, you're doing a good job with that so far. So, what what kind of marketing do you do you implement at Sloopies? Uh, we're we're pretty heavily involved in the community. Uh, we do a lot of things for the local school here, uh, concession stands, fundraisers, uh, things like that. Uh, also, we're involved with the Chamber of Commerce. I'm a director on the, for the restaurants and taverns, and you know that involves a lot of community involvement as well, and it helps get our name out there. You know, I get to promote the business while I'm at different events and things like that. Um, we, we just we have a Facebook presence as well for like the last three or four years. But we just started this year really pushing and really advertising on Facebook. And it's amazing to see what, what, you, can, uh, what you can accomplish through Facebook. And it's almost worth every bit of money spent on there to, and the outreach you get from everything you put into it. Now, are you, you, of, sorry, are you running ads on Facebook or are you just posting? Uh, a combination of both. Okay. We... Uh, we just really started pushing more ads recently and promoting different things, get throughs to the website and really promoting things like that and uh, other things of that nature. Um, what kind of uh, ads you find working out are working well for you? Do you boost posts or do you make create ads, you know, just for the ad sake? It's a combination of both. Okay. And is that something that you do or do you have someone do that for you? No, that's my presence on there. Okay. And how, was that was there a learning curve on that for you? Uh, yes, but there's there's a lot of tutorials on there, and there's other other uh, options that you can learn through and get uh, get tips and tricks on there as well. Okay. And when it comes to being part of the community in the Chamber of Commerce, how did you get started with that? Was that something that they reached out to you and you know usually the Chamber of Commerce would want you to be part of the so they'll have you sign up, or is that something that you reached out to them and said, hey, listen, I need to be 
start being coming part of this community. Let me reach out to the Chamber of Commerce. And if that's the case, how did you go about that? Uh, we've been a member of the Chamber of Commerce since before I can even remember. And the they had a change of leadership there. Every couple of years they have uh, the new, I guess the executive committee is what they call it. Uh, they come up and there's they just change their positions around. And the president came to me and asked me to be on the Chamber of Commerce as a director. And, you know, I explained to her, you know, this is a restaurant. I don't really, I'm not, it's not nine to five. It's not, you know, I'm here nights and weekends and everything else and, you know, six or seven days a week. And so I can be involved as much as possible. But, but they came to me and uh, for that, for that position. And then you can do whatever you want from there. Right. But I think every chamber is a little bit different in terms of what they do and how they do their community outreach and things like that. Yeah, because I think every business owner gets approached by them and says, hey, you know, become of this. But I don't know if they understand what the benefit is or, you know, the work involved when it comes to being part of the Chamber of Commerce. Right. You know, they, you know, they have a, our website on there, Facebook, things like that. And then they also do a chamber map that's at that's like on the local freeway and stuff when you go to a rest stop. They're in card holders and uh, things like that. So that um, it, it's extra, extra promotions and, you know, get your name out there. And it has a little map of where each member is that advertises in the map. Excellent. Um, all right. So when it comes to employees, how do you do you have a system for hiring or questions that you ask when you hire employees? Or how do you what, what, what systems do you use or places do you go to find, you know, good people? I mean, it's kind of like a, I guess it's a cookie cutter approach to what questions you ask. You know, you want to find out what kind of experience they have and things like that. Some people study some dreams and other people, you know, you find the diamond in the rough. Um, a lot of the people we have here are local. Um, they work here usually through high school and college. So we get them for about, you know, anywhere from six to eight years. And then they graduate college and move on. Um, we do hire through other programs and and services as well what are those some of, what are some of those other programs and services uh we do hire uh foreign workers as well through ciee uh what is that it's basically it's a it's like a foreign work study program where uh you sign up and for us it's we sign up in the winter and we get summer help for that because we do a bulk of our business in the summer and we they provide students work and a lot of those kids come over and they're some of the best workers you'll ever see some of them you know they need a little bit of training and everything but like probably nine out of ten of them are pretty are beyond excellent and that is that something that's local or is that national uh it's national oh wow i never heard of that before so how do you how did you find out about that uh from another from a, a local dairy shop or ice cream shop here in town that you just asked them hey how do you any resources to find some help he had a couple. He had a couple workers from Turkey, and he brought them in. They were looking for more work, and he brought them down here to uh, to get a part time job. And then I, you know, I asked him like, you know, what program do you use to do this? And he he gave me all the contact info and everything to get started at that. And what do you do when you do find an employee? Like, is there a training process? Uh, Sometimes there's there's a few buttons in there you can click. Some of them have really strong language barriers. Um, others speak very, very good English. Um, the training is kind of based on their experience. Some of the, some of those kids come from countries where they don't really need to work. 
others work a lot and then they come over here and they want to work 140 hours a week if they could. <laughs> and so the biggest part of the biggest issue is the is the language barrier, making sure they understand what, you know, you're trying to train them and how to get the job done correctly. Um, what would you say to someone who, you know, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the language barrier was more of an issue than it is now. But with technology and the way people communicate, is that a less of a factor when it comes to hiring someone now that the technology like you can make it work in the job pool just kind of opens up to a larger, larger group of people when you don't worry about the, uh, you know, the language barrier? Right. And you can I mean, there's apps for your, I have an app on my phone that, you know, I had some Russian workers and three of the four Russian workers didn't speak very good English. And I could just speak into the into the phone and it would translate what I say and then it would take it would project what they what they uh, in their language. And then and then they would understand. Yeah. And you can just train them to read the you have do you have slips or do you have screens or how do you manage your orders? Uh, we have we have monitors in our kitchen, and we also have uh, paper receipts too. Okay, and what kind of POS system do you use? We use uh, Point of Success. It's a it's a it's not there's no really any bells or whistles with it. It's very affordable, easy to learn, easy to train on, and um, it comes you know it's got caller ID and it stores all your customers' information and everything like that. And are you guys uh, do you have, currently have online ordering? Uh, at this point, we don't. We're still exploring some options for that. Uh, there's only one company that integrates the the online ordering with our POS system, so we're still exploring the options. It's kind of costly right now, but they're still developing everything. Yeah, that's, get that's tricky. You know, the integration between the point of sale system, that's a big factor for the pizza industry. And I feel like that's the only industry where that's an issue is um, online ordering is like two separate platforms right now for the pizza industry. You can either get it through your POS system, and sometimes it's not that great. Or you can have a second party kind of use it, but then it's clunky. Right. Um, so when it comes to, are you gathering emails now or how are you communicating with your customers, you know, on a weekly or monthly basis? Uh, we have an email list through constant contact that we, we touch, we dabble with a little bit. Uh, I haven't really pushed through the email marketing yet. Uh, it's more just, I don't know how many people actually look at those emails and you know is it really cost effective to do that and but that's the only way we really go through that is through that constant contact okay and how are you gathering emails for the emails that you do have is that just through you have a sign up form through constant contact uh there's that and then we have a link on our website where they can send the information over with okay. their email and address and things like that um all right um, so if you could give some, you know, someone who's looking to get into the business start or who's starting and kind of starting where you were six years ago before you bought your first location, what, what kind of advice would you give that person? I mean, like some people get into the industry thinking that, you know, it's a cake job. This isn't easy work. It's, you know, it's like I said, it's long hours, it's nights and weekends. And I see a lot of places open and fail because they think, you know, I own a restaurant. I can't, I don't need to work there. And that's not always the case. You know, your restaurant doesn't survive. And sometimes you are the magic behind the show. And, you know, you got to put you got to be willing and dedicated and have the passion to do it. Yeah, that's good advice. I think a lot of people like you're right, get into this business saying, hey, you know, let me open a store, find some employees. And they just kind of back off where it's a constant battle for finding and training and growing. I mean, if you're complacent and comfortable, 
then that might work for you. But if you really want to grow and be something, then you really have to get in there and get your hands dirty and create the systems that will make your business grow. Rather than you pulling it, it'll push you. Right. All right, Brad, where can everybody find you? Thanks for coming on the show. Great info. Where can everybody find you or your uh, your business if they were looking you up online? Our website is sloopiespizza.com. Uh, we can also be found on Facebook at Sloopy Sports Cafe, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Sloopy's Pizza. All right, excellent. Hey, Brad, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for uh, taking the time out of your day to uh, share your story. Thanks for having me, Bruce. All right, thanks. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you're enjoying these episodes. I'm going to keep them coming. We have some great future guests coming up. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, you can hit me at smartpizzamarketing.com. This is episode number 34. You can check out all the show notes to find Sloopy's Pizza, uh, them on Facebook or Twitter. Say hello to Brad. Tell him you heard him on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Check out what he's doing. He's doing some good stuff over there. If you have any questions for me, you can email me, Bruce, at smartpizzamarketing.com or just head over to smartpizzamarketing.com. You can see every episode that we've had, all the show notes and everything like that. And also, I've teamed up with Audible to give you a free audiobook download. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash smart pizza and you get a free 30 day trial of Audible and they give you a free audiobook. So it's free to you. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash smart pizza to get that great gift. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining in with me today and we will see you on the next episode. You still there? Hello? Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Irving Media. Okay, this episode is really over this time. Anybody who's listening right now, tweet me, at Irving Media. Let me know you stayed all the way till the end. Bye for now.